Hey, everybody, and welcome to Silence Your Cell Phones. My name's Kevin. I'm Jared. And today we're going to go over our new movie of the week, uh, Reminiscence. Hugh Jackman? Yes. And uh, we saw it in theaters, and it was an experience. It was a movie that we saw in theaters. Yes. (laughs) Um, But before we do that, we're actually going to start a new segment this week, Jared. And I'm really excited about it. Well, what's your idea? So I'm going to let you tell the, the listeners. Okay. So, yeah, this was kind of like a, a brainchild, an idea I got um, from – it was actually – there's a radio station I listen to on my way to work, and they do something similar, but I thought it would be a great uh, – something that we could do that would be great uh, interaction that I think our listeners would like. Um, and we're going to do a segment. It's going to be called uh, Bad Movie Reviews. And we're each going to read a movie review and have the other person guess what it is. But the, the thing is, is it's going to be bashing the movie in question. It's going to be a pretty bad slash funny, I guess, movie review. So uh, something that I think we can all find humorous. Um, and so, Jared, do you have yours ready? I do. Okay. Uh, and we don't know what movies we picked, right? So we're trying to guess what the movie is. Yes. Yeah. And so if you're stumped, you know, you're stumped or whatever. But uh, I, I actually, I'm pretty sure you're going to know exactly which movie mine is. <laughs> All right. I'm ready when you are. Okay. Um, I'll do mine first because I think that'll be, I think you'll know it. So. Uh, here, my movie review, uh, Dadai Stewart of Jezebel says, quote, in the end, though the metaphor of mental institution as battleground is an interesting one to explore. That is not the analysis at the heart of this movie. Nope. Uh, movie title inserted here is a two hour, $82 million fetish film examining how hot, sad schoolgirls look when holding weapons. Snyder should have just made a pornographic movie. It might have been better, and it definitely would have been cheaper and more honest. Oh, that's sucker punch. It is. It is. It is sucker punch. It's a sucker punch review. And this guy says that Zack Snyder should have made a pornographic film, and that it would have been more honest and cheaper. <laughs> I mean, Vanessa Hudgens was in that movie, so if he, if Zack Snyder ever did that, I would have watched. <laughs> Yeah, I saw Sucker Punch twice. I think I owned it on Blu-ray. I didn't hate the movie, right? I, I get it. Yeah, it's just I, I really see because and these are I want these to be movies that are, are generally known, right? I don't want it to be like the the one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, the movie that just nobody knows about, nobody heard about, right? Right. So <laughs> that was kind of my idea behind this is that even if it is like a well loved movie, um. Yeah, someone's going to hate it, right? Yeah, exactly. There are there are such things as internet trolls. Oh, yeah. No, the internet is a haven for them. All right. So, well done. You got the first one, the inaugural, inaugural uh, funny slash bad movie review. And I am ready whenever you're ready to uh, give it. So, Mark Salov of the Austin Chronicles wrote, I've had mosquito bites that were more passionate than this undead, unrequited, and altogether unfun pseudo-romantic riff 
on Romeo and Juliet. I, oh, I read this one. This is the Twilight one. It is Twilight. Yes, dude. I read that one. I almost gave you that one. Oh, that's funny. I'm really glad that you, uh, I'm really glad that you picked that one. I'm really glad we're using the same websites. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that wouldn't get brought up, but yeah, apparently we're using the same websites. All right. So we'll have to stop that. But yeah, yeah so. we'll have to diversify our portfolio. <laughs> um so yeah that's our new segment called bad movie reviews and i think it'll do well i'm excited speaking of new segments yes uh we are going to alter how we do these movie reviews um because they appear to be the least listened to podcast of the week lackluster yeah so i don't know if that's just people not seeing the films and not wanting to listen to it until they see the films or if they're just like too long and kind of choppy. Because, uh, you know, I think Snake Eyes is our longest podcast yet, and it's an hour and a half. And that's an unnecessary amount of time to cover that movie because it just wasn't good. Yeah, and I'll be I'll be the first one to admit <laughs> that the the formatting for the new movie reviews was, was kind of on me. It was an idea I had, and it just didn't work out. So we're going to switch it up. And hopefully we'll get some some good feedback from you guys and, uh, you know, move forward and make progress. And that's kind of what we, you know, what we want to do. Yeah. So, so what we're looking at doing is kind of cutting down the time for these because we already give you about an hour and 15 minute podcast on Wednesdays and then adding another hour and a half on top of that is a lot for you guys to listen to. And we understand and appreciate that y'all's time is precious and we thank you for spending it with us. Um, so I would expect to see these get a little bit shorter. Um, and the general topic ones on Wednesdays are going to stay at the same length uh, moving forward anyway. So, Right. And guys, don't forget, on that note, we have a big surprise for you this week. So. That's true. It's the biggest surprise yet. I also think our best podcast today. I agree. And, and that's saying a lot because I thought the monologue one was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big so. fan of that one. Uh so yeah, I, I agree though. I do think it's our our best podcast yet, and the surprise is is something special. So you guys look forward to that one on Wednesday. Yeah. So this week's movie was Reminiscence, starring Hugh Jackman and uh, Rebecca something. Let me look at her last name. I was just Re- about to say, pull it up. Rebecca Ferguson. Nice. Also, it never even dawned on me in that movie that the girl who plays may kevin yeah is the super professional singer in the greatest showman oh yeah it's the same rebecca ferguson plays both those roles so her and hugh jackman have history together that's awesome yeah and i did I had, not know that i had no idea until i looked up her imdb because i knew she looked familiar but i could not pinpoint it and she's been in mission impossibles uh she was in men in black international she's in dune so she's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's pretty sick. I actually had no idea that that was the case, but uh, no, it makes sense because they they had they definitely had some chemistry in the movie too. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to do a scene by scene breakdown because we believe that's where the formatting gets off. So we're just going to give you kind of our general thoughts, what we think could have been better, what we liked about the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're, you know, as typical fashion, uh, I think we're kind of in the same camp on reminiscence uh i thought it was very all right 
Yeah, I, I would, I would have to say that I agree. Uh, it was very, uh, it, what it was, what I believe it was going for, and, and what it actually delivered, are two entirely different things, in my opinion. Agreed. How it was built in the trailers, um, and what we got was not cohesive. Yeah. So, and my my biggest thing is, I'm okay with like thrillers i'm okay with mind benders right so when you when you bill it as a a kind of like an inception-esque uh tenet-esque mind bending like thriller i go into the theater with that kind of expectation because that that's all i've been giving right that's that's all the information that i have at my disposal and so when i go to the theater to watch a movie um that's what I'm expecting to get. Right. Yeah. And so this movie just didn't deliver on that, on that, on that billing, on that promise. And not only was it not like mind bendy, like we expected and wanted, like you could have figured out the mystery in 27 minutes. Like it wasn't a twist. It wasn't a crazy idea. Like you knew the ending early in the movie. Yeah. So I think just so you guys, so we will, we will do like a, a small synopsis of the movie. Um, Hugh Jackman essentially has a, the ability to uh, go into your memories. Yeah. After it's like post-apocalyptic, the world's flooded. There's been a war that they allude to and they've come up with the technology to relive your memories. Essentially. Right. And so his, essentially his business, he's a veteran of whatever war was fought and his he's got a business now where he has this machine that lets you visit memories okay so um he meets a girl uh she comes in and she wants to find her keys and so they look in her memories to look for the keys and that's essentially how hugh jackman meets rebecca ferguson or her character is may uh in the movie and that's the the love interest and so may ends up having like this double life where she used to uh, be in like this underground drug world in louisiana and uh you kind of get a sense when she she disappears halfway through the movie and essentially hugh jackman's character uh nick banister is trying to locate her and he learns all these things yeah, about fell, her past on the well in love with her and now he's trying to convince himself that she's not the druggy thief that her memories are showing or the past he's unraveling is showing right and so that's the that's basically the premise of this movie um and obviously you know it, it turns out that she actually did love him it wasn't fake and there was this whole other like there's there's more at, at play than what he understood initially, and so that's the essential plot. Um, as far as you know, what I liked about the movie, I think the acting was better than average. I think uh, Hugh Jackman obviously is a very strong actor. He carries many films by himself. He he's great at what he does. Nobody's arguing that the acting was fine. Um, it was just 
the 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 delivery i guess of what i expected to be the um what i expected the the movie to be it just it wasn't there and and that's you know it, it was un, it's unfortunate that it happened that way but um yeah that was not something that i was a, a huge fan of um but i do think the acting was very good jared i don't know if you did you feel the same way yeah i mean i think essentially the acting the talent was wasted in this movie because i thought rebecca ferguson was good i thought hugh jackman was good like you said he can carry a lot of stuff but i think the script was awful uh i think the premise was wasted uh, there's a bunch of things in the movie that just don't flow like they keep at one point in time like one of the guys in new orleans was talking about during the war how he's he was put in some internment camp so i don't know if it was supposed to be some like social commentary of how the director thought america was going and this was her way of showing like yeah we do stuff like that or you know the premise of the waters rising we were talking about it being a shot at global warming yeah so i don't know if this was just like this director's attempt at political activism yeah it was a mixed bag of a lot of different things that just doesn't it didn't equate to what i believe a cohesive movie should be um well they just never explain anything and they talk about how hugh jackman was in a war but they don't ever talk about who the war was with or why we were at war or anything like that. It's just like we're supposed to just go along like sheep and just like, yeah, okay, war is cool. We don't, we're drowning the entire world is underwater, but that's cool. We don't know why. It's just the waters rose one day. Like, okay. Yeah. They said something was about essentially the wars broke out from what I gathered when the water started rising. Right. And so, I don't know if that means that wars were fought over limited resources, over land, over, you know, whatever the case is, we have no idea. And there's no, um, there's no knowledge given to the viewer to suggest anything or to give us any information so that we have a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not perspective. Um, Understanding maybe? Context. Yeah, that's we have no context. We have, you know, there's no stakes for us but, as viewers. But even the context they try to give, uh, they don't follow through with. So, like, one part, Hugh Jackman's monologuing about why everything is nocturnal. And he said, well, you know, it's so hot during the day that people only want to work at night. So now everybody sleeps during the day, works at night instead of vice versa. But then they spend half of the entire movie outside during the day. So it can't be that hot. Right. Right. Like if you're going to give us that information, follow it up with the majority of the movie taking place at night. Or if they're outside during the day, at least make them sweat or something like they were sitting on a bed and there was a breeze blowing the sheets. Like (laughs) nothing about that as a viewer said, oh, man, it's scalding and the ice caps are melting. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with you here. I I think that it, you know, it's it's very frustrating as a viewer, and and the reason why I say that is because the at least for me and Jared when we were in theaters watching other movies for the podcast, like we saw this trailer frequently, 
And we were very excited about getting to watch it. We were very excited about the cast, excited about the concept even. Uh, we had multiple discussions about the world being underwater or was it like something that was imagined or whatever. Like it was just very cool to discuss. Um, and there's just no follow through. And that was kind of like the overarching theme for our experience. Um, I'll tell you what, Jared, one thing I, I really didn't like was I'm okay with Hugh Jackman being like the narrator, right? Uh-huh. What I what I'm not okay with the is the frequency with which he narrates. Because there were there were part of the movie where, and this is something I thought you would hate, where his narrating was essentially the pace of the movie. Like he was announcing what was happening now, right? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think like I was even invested enough in the movie for that to even pop up on my radar. Like if I give it a second viewing, which I probably never will, I might pay attention to it more, but it was just one of those movies that like, I love Hugh Jackman, obviously. Uh, I've said it multiple times in this podcast, but he just, and I don't, he wasn't the reason the movie was bad. Right. But the movie just missed on so many levels for me that, you know, we like even trying to sum it back up in this podcast is not exciting. It's about as exciting as the movie was. Yeah, no. And and that's that's completely fair. And um, I I will say this because I touched on the acting earlier being actually good. and you said it's a waste of talent. We we can agree there. Um, the the one thing I didn't like in that regard, I, I didn't like Cyrus Booth. I didn't like the bad guy who's played by uh, Cliff Curtis. Um, I don't know. He just, he didn't do it for me as an antagonist. Um, well, you know, it's, it's just we go through this whole thing where like they give us some sort of background story with Saint Joe in new orleans and then all of a sudden the main bad guy is his like lackey that they awkwardly mentioned in a memory before and now he's supposed to be some big threat and it's just like i I have no i had no connection to any of these characters like live die sail off into the sunset i could have cared less about any of them yeah and it goes back to there's no stakes there's nothing there to suggest that we should care because we didn't have context. There was nothing to invest in. Right. And so there's no reason for you to, 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 to care as much about the characters like in, in, in movies in different movies, right. You, you really grow attached to any particular character or multiple characters in the movie. Why is that? Because you can identify with them. There's something that you've been given from either the director or the, the screen the screen playwriter, whatever um, they give you information that you can identify with and understand. And in this movie, we, we didn't get that right. Even some of the backstories that were given were way after, I believe way after the time we should have gotten it. One thing that really annoyed me in the movie was, so he meets may and then they go through this kind of like, couple scenes of like falling in love he goes to her at the bar and everything and everything's hunky-dory and then he comes out of the tank himself and he was just reliving the memory he had with her 
And so it leaves me as the viewer trying to figure out, okay, well, how big of a time skip has this been since he was with May and how long was he with May? Or did he just have sex with this girl like twice and then fell in love like a simp? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, it goes on to explain that there was like more memories they shared and that they were together for a little while. And it's, you know, it, but none of none of that was given to us, the viewers. Right. Like a day, month, year, decade had no idea how long she had been quote unquote missing and why he was reliving his memories. Yeah, I almost think the movie would have been better if they didn't go on to explain that. And we learned later that they had been together for, you know, two years, three years, whatever. You know, I almost think that the movie would have would have played better if that were the case. I just wish he would have never. It, it, I wish he would have just gone missing and him not come out of the memory tank, reliving his memories. Like I wish he would have just stayed in the current timeline. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally would have been. I would have been okay with something like that. Um, because give us, give us a little bit of mystery, right? I, I'm okay with mystery, but the mystery itself is not going to mean anything if we have no attachment to any of the characters well i think that scene was like the big attempt at like making like oh this movie is going to be mind trippy and there's a difference between mind trippy where it makes the characters actually think and have to piece together like bits of a puzzle to solve an issue like inception and tenet or just leaving the audience in the dark for so long that we're nothing but confused right like this that's not how you make a mind trippy movie that's how you make an annoying movie well see and the thing is is that the narration from Hugh Jackman did nothing for that. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it spoiled any sort of mystery that we could have had. So the frequency with which he he narrates is frustrating to me because I wanted I wanted a mind bender. I wanted to think. That's what I that's what I went expecting. That's what it was billed as, and it, it's not what I got. So it's it's. It's it's kind of like when you when you order a drink, you order a Mountain Dew or water or whatever, and they give you like sweet tea or Diet Coke. Like you instantly, it's like gross, right? Right. Like that initial, it's gross. Um, not to say any of those drinks are bad. I'm just saying it's not what you expect, and therefore you perceive it as bad, right? At the time. So yeah. like, and. You know, I don't, I, I think if this movie comes out in like 2005 or 2007 uh it might seem better but you just can't get away with lackluster world bending world building or character development anymore like there's far too many good movies too many good uh producers directors out there that movies like this just get smoked oh yeah no, you're right. Um, and right now, I mean, like this, I'm, I'm on IMDb now, and the IMDb ratings is a six out of ten. Right? What was the? Do you have the Rotten Tomatoes it's pulled like up? Thirty-seven or thirty-five? Yeah. Let me look real quick. Let me get my phone. And, and I think, to be honest, I I don't. I probably go right in between that, right in between the six and the three. Um, probably like a four, five, or a five out of ten. It's a 38 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 46 on Metacritic. And I think yeah. all of those are fair ratings. Yeah. Like, I'm generous and I'm giving it, like, 
a two and a half stars, but that's strictly because Hugh Jackman did a good job in a bad role. Yeah. Uh, and I think Rebecca Ferguson as May was fine. I thought her character was crap, but she did the best she could. Um, I told you guys after the movie that I think it would have just been a better book to explain to me why the waters were rising, why the war was so important. Yeah, more context, right? There's That's a, what we were missing. Well, the very first character we meet is his war buddy who's, you know, in a wheelchair and stuff. And he's like, yeah, he's seen enough. Well, what has he seen, Hugh? Yeah. Like, yeah. why, why did we have it? Japanese people in internment camps again? Like, were they the reason the water rose? Like, it just none of it made sense to me. Yeah, no, I will say that the other bright spot acting wise, uh, Watts, I thought she did a great job. Uh, and she was played by Thandiway Newton. Is that how you pronounce her name, Jared? Do you know? I don't know her off the top of my head. So, okay. Okay. I feel like I'd seen her in some things. She was in, uh, she was in Mission Impossible 2 and The Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, and a movie called Crash in 04, which I haven't seen. But no. um, if you've seen Mission Impossible 2 or The Pursuit of Happiness, you've probably seen her. I think she was Will Smith's wife in The Pursuit of Happiness. That would make sense. Um, but I thought she I thought she did a, a really good job as far as um, just purely chops. I, I thought she was fine, perfectly comfortable in a role next to Hugh Jackman. Um, so you know don't don't misconstrue what we're saying there there was there was some good in the movie it's just that it just it, it left a bad taste and it left a lot to be desired for for what the movie was built for and i think that's the biggest i think that's the biggest issue right i, I could be wrong no i mean you hit the nail on the head like we were given something in trailers that was not delivered in screen um and you know unfortunately it was a movie that had Hugh Jackman's name attached to it so there's automatically like a bare minimum idea standard. yeah standard that we have going into the movie about what we should expect right yeah for sure and it, and it was not given to us um as an audience no I, I look I agree and, and I was I, I and I know you were too because you even I mean he was on your wasn't he on your list of is my actors you, favorite actor yeah, you you'd pay money to see, you'd give your money to see what, regardless of what he was in. Yeah, and unfortunately, it just it didn't it it didn't do you know what it should have done. It didn't it didn't meet that standard that we're used to seeing from uh, Hugh Jackman caliber uh, movies. So, um, you know, if you guys do get to watch it, watch it. I I'd, I'd love feedback. I'd love to know what you guys think. If you agree. If you disagree, um, you know, that's that's definitely open for discussion because, um, you know, me and Jarrett, we're we're very often like minded. And so, uh, you know, perspectives are a little bit different, but I'd, I'd love to hear uh, somebody else's perspective just to make sure that I'm I'm getting this right. I don't I don't often like to think about what a critic, what critics give movies. You know, they're not as, like, important to me, right, Jared? I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, I very rarely um, – I mean, I'll read the reviews before I go see a movie if they're already out. Right. Um, and I kind of had a feeling about this movie because there's only three showtimes when we looked up, which is very rare uh, for a movie coming out 
on release day for Death 3 Showtimes, and there was no reviews of the movie prior to Friday, which means they were holding the reviews until after opening night, which is usually a pretty big indicator that the reviews suck. Yeah. So anytime those are like my telltale signs of like, should I be worried? Um, and you know, like I said, we not all the movies we see are going to be good. It's just the reality we live in. We've been very blessed because I think this year has been a really good year for movies. Uh, I mean, this is still better than Space Jam. Don't get listen. <laughs> don't get me wrong, listeners. This movie's still better than Space Jam. Um, you know, we watched the Green uh, the Green Knight a couple weeks ago, Jarrett. Yeah, and you you obviously you know that I wasn't like a huge fan of the movie. Uh, I get. I get that. I thought the acting was superb in that movie as well. Um, but I think I actually prefer the green Knight over reminiscence, but truly. Right. Um, and I mean, we're, that's probably, and I, we didn't do a podcast on it, but we're definitely not like-minded when it comes to the green Knight. I thought the green Knight was excellent. Uh, I would say an eight to a nine in my standards or to me personally. Um, so that's definitely when we, kind of don't see eye to eye on but i can appreciate you liking i think as a mind trip movie the green knight was better than reminiscence yeah see here's the thing with with the green knight the movie was billed as like an adventure you know in the settings obviously you know like the the uh not the renaissance the what am i looking for here what's the word for the time period medieval yeah medieval like it was medieval times and it was an adventure story um about one of the knights of the round table right yeah and it delivered on that like at least i got a a nice cohesive story with great acting that's not even a, a question great acting to me the aesthetic was questionable that was my biggest my biggest thing was the aesthetic and it's very much a, a Jarrett Hubbard aesthetic. So, you know, that's really where the, the main difference was. Right. Um, there was some confusion on, on the plot on that one, but not nearly as much. And it wasn't nearly as incohesive um, as Reminiscence was. Right. And at least they gave us context for stuff that they were doing. Yeah. You know, I whatever actions were taken in the movie – I understood why they were being taken by the character, right? And, and the same can't be said for reminiscence. Um, and that's just kind of like, you know, I, I guess, Jared, what I'm saying is it, it did give me a little more appreciation for the movie. So I, I think you'll like that. Yeah, um, I do. I think Green Knight is definitely a movie that requires multiple viewings to fully understand. I think reminiscence is you understand it in the first 15 minutes and the next two hours and 15 minutes is a slog to get through. Yeah. Yeah. So not saying don't watch it. I think you should give it a watch. Um, uh, it is on HBO go or HBO max. So you can watch it from home, which I definitely think you don't lose anything from seeing this movie in theaters versus at home. There's no huge special effects. There's no points that get taken away. So I would say if you're bored, want to see what we're talking about, throw it on. TV, read a magazine while you do it. You're not going to miss anything. Uh, but I would avoid going to 
there's better movies out in theaters right now to go see. Yeah, absolutely. Free guy. Go watch that. Yeah, free guy. Uh leads us to our movie coming out this week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm which excited. I know you're so excited about. Uh, it's Candyman. <laughs> nice. Uh a movie that I'm excited for. And I'm not I'm a bigger horror fan than you are, obviously, but this is a horror film that I'm actually excited for, which doesn't happen very often. So yeah, the genre for me is just it just doesn't do it for me, Chief. I, you know, I'm the guy that that jumps at everything. Uh, I may, you know, have just a, like a slip of the tongue. You might hear some prof- profanity from me, and unintentionally, of course. But it's just I don't react well to to being put in fearful situations. And when I watch a movie, I often do you, Jared? This might be a me thing. Do you put yourself in the movie when you're watching it? Like, are you like, do you get that invested? Because I, I, I feel like I've always done that. Like, I've always invested so much when watching a movie that, you know, for scary movies especially, when something happens, I'm I'm a jump. I'm a jump guy. I'll I'll jump out of the seat. I think it depends on the movie. Um, I think my favorite movies are the ones that I do what you just described and then it's just like oh the movie was three hours but it feels like the end credit scenes come too soon right um i can definitely tell when i'm not into a movie when i'm like trying to figure out in my head how long the, we're into the movie before it's over <laughs> yeah uh, which that's is usually kinda, not a good sign yeah which is kind of like the where i was in reminiscence like i wasn't having an often time an awful time but i was like this movie should be wrapping up pretty soon or at least i hope it does but then like you know, I'll watch Endgame, which is close to three hours, and it's just like it starts and it ends, and you're like, where did this movie go? Yeah, I, I don't want to even think about time when I'm watching a movie. Like, a good movie, you should never question. Like, like when the ending comes, you should be surprised. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, or upset even. You should be upset. Like, when a good movie ends, you should either be surprised at how long you've been sitting there or upset that it's already over. Agree, and, and that's just that's my take. I don't know. A, I think that's one hundred percent correct. I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment. Okay, um, guys. Like I said, I do want your input. Uh, feel free to reach out to us if you're friends with me or Jared on Facebook. You can DM us. Um, we have a um, on Facebook. You can reach us at Silence Your Cell Phones uh, with the subcategory being podcast on IG. We are at Silence Your Cell Phones. And if you want to email us, uh, you know, for all my older listeners out there, uh, it's silence yourself phone, no S at gmail.com. Um, you know, I, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear some, some, some new takes. So, uh, Jared, anything? Nope. Just get ready for, again, the big surprise on Wednesday's podcast. I think all you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, as much as we did um so yeah that's definitely something to look forward to yeah it's a good one and guys just so you know um we we did we did record that one prior um and that's just because we had everything we needed to get that one done first so uh don't be confused uh that's just kind of how the timeline went this week with uh and it was my fault i had some work some work functions uh and whatnot i was very busy this week so uh just to give you guys you know some information that's kind of what happened so 
there's that Jarrett, would you is that okay yeah 100 percent um i'm still trying i'm going to try to get this out on monday night if possible um so it might just hit really late so at least i have something to wake up to and look forward to on saturday hey. or tuesday if i knew my days of the weekend sequential order <laughs> uh-huh. just pick a day just a yeah, random day. It, it ends with a y but you'll be excited on every day because uh, there's always movies to watch always and we're always watching them that is always. that is for sure all right cool well i appreciate it Jarrett. you want to go ahead and uh sign us off all right everyone we'll see you wednesday and sing yeah.